Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and it's good to have you with us on this special weekend edition of The Great America Show. We're bringing our podcast to you today to present an analysis and a view of two major events taking place over this past week and continuing today. These events and what they represent are of concern to all of us who care, care deeply about the security of the United States and the safety of our citizens, but also about all nations that are confronted by rapidly strengthening and emboldened totalitarian forces that threaten North America, Europe, and Asia. We talk a great deal on this show about American values, prospects, and yes, our failures and flaws and our immodest belief in American exceptionalism and American providence and American interest. Ours is a proudly American perspective, but we are no more provincial and self-interested as a nation than any other. And we do put America first, but that is not the same as America only. Over the past several weeks, Americans have been stunned as we watch Canada's government become something unrecognizable to many of us, if not most of us. I watched proudly as Canadian truckers demonstrated boldly but peacefully against Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his government's vaccine mandates. When we Americans think of Canada, we first think of all we have in common with our neighbors to the north, and not many of us ever imagined we had witnessed your Prime Minister declare martial law or your parliament be suspended in reaction to peaceful protest of an authoritarian mandate that most Canadian citizens oppose. And I'll admit, I was envious of those Canadians who had the courage to drive their trucks and the Freedom Convoy across Canada as their fellow citizens cheered them from the streets and roads as they rolled onto the Ambassador Bridge and into the heart of Ottawa. Those truckers certainly entered as well the hearts of Americans who prize freedom for all, who have the courage to win it and to keep it. I'll be among the millions of Americans who will be praying with Canadians for our government, your government, your prime minister, and our president to come to their senses and find the wisdom and courage to do the right thing. Democracies can survive and have survived much. But one autocrat, one authoritarian, is too many to lead a democracy. Believe me, we Americans have learned much about authoritarian leadership over the past year on our side of the border. And like most of Canada, most of America has had a belly full. We've lost our patience with a president who was hardly seen or heard in public. Joe Biden was, as a candidate, spending more time in his basement than he did on the campaign trail for a year or more. Biden campaigned as tepid milk toast, a placeholder, not an insurrectionist, 
not a flamethrower, but he governs as if he is channeling Marx, Castro, and Lenin. Biden is unpopular, to put it kindly. His and his Marxist party's hard-left agenda is all but dead. And polls show Democrat voters have severe cases of buyer's remorse. The drumbeat of the Marxist march on America has faded. Marxists are, as of this moment, stalemated, but not by any means entirely reversed. Marxism is still a threat, but hardly as inevitable as it seemed even last year. Democrat congressmen are retiring at the highest rate in three decades. Dem candidates are trying to sound as Trumpian, Trump-like as they can to avoid an electoral bloodbath in the November midterms. In short, our American democracy looks like it just might still be functioning after all. But there are powerful Marxists in the world with which some of the American left can still commune and hopefully do no more than that. At this moment, the world is keenly aware of the rise of totalitarianism and its threat not only to powerful nations, whether America or the European Union. Much of the Western world hasn't paid much attention to what may well be a pretentious announcement out of Beijing during the Olympics, the signing of an agreement to construct a strategic partnership between communist China and Vladimir Putin's Russia combining the two largest totalitarian nations to confront principally the preeminent global power, the United States. A confrontation between the European Union and Russians has been intensifying for weeks now. President Biden tells us Russia is nearing an invasion of Ukraine, that Putin has already decided to invade, and all that remains is the execution of his order. As Mr. Biden put it last Friday, the invasion is imminent. Most of us in the West can hardly accept that the leader of the world's second largest nuclear power would actually consider consigning Ukraine, a former member of the Soviet Union, to the devastation and unthinkable casualties that would result if Putin does invade. What has Europe done to stop Putin? Almost nothing. Shuttle diplomacy is practiced by the leaders of the larger member states of the fractious and militarily feeble European Union is not the stuff of successful deterrence. And America, tough rhetoric and empty promises of a few billion dollars in aid from a dysfunctional and absurdly inept Biden White House. What tough rhetoric? Well, the president threatened more sanctions against Russia on top of all the sanctions that have already been put in place to no material effect. Vice President Harris and Secretary of State Blinken dispatched to Munich to do what? Why, to talk with Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky, of course, as if to highlight this White House's ineptitude and its impotence. Biden's emissaries were talking with the wrong president when they should have been talking to the president of Russia who, after all, is the one threatening to start what could become a global war in a matter of just one foolish miscalculation. To be clear, I don't ever want to go to war, but I can't imagine a worse commander-in-chief to lead us into war. All the futility of this moment 
and the weakness of the Biden White House and all of Europe was expressed in a few words from President Zelensky's speech to the assembled leaders in the Munich Security Conference this weekend. Zelensky asked President Biden why wouldn't it be better to sanction Russia now, before Putin invades Ukraine, saying correctly, I believe, that it will be far too late to sanction Russia after such an invasion. Zelensky also said, this is not about a war in Ukraine. This is about war in Europe. It is, I think, more than that. In my opinion, this is now a struggle between the totalitarian nations and their leaders and Western civilization, if that is still a fair description of who we are. But while Russia and China are now joined in a strategic partnership, the West remains fractured and out of alignment. China has been announcing more deals to buy energy from Russia, already accounting for 60% of Russia's exports. And this weekend came word that China wants to buy an enormous amount of coal from Russia, 100 million tons of it. It's clear to even a casual student of the relationship between China and Russia that that relationship has changed and that the leaders of both countries mean to forge a far closer tie than ever contemplated by U.S. and European national security experts, so-called experts. And while Biden talks tough, such talk may soon seem downright silly and ill-advised. In China, Russia has an ally with which to trade, to finance, the ability to take advantage of China's arguably more powerful economic relationships throughout the world, which would forestall even the limited impact of U.S. economic sanctions. President Biden last Friday bragged that the United States has, quote, significant intelligence capability, and that's why he knows the Russian invasion is imminent. I believe truly significant intelligence capability would have revealed to the president the newly strengthened relationship between the totalitarian states, which lessens the already questionable impact of U.S. sanctions and requires far more intelligent responses to geopolitical threats to America and in particular to Europe, and especially in this moment, Ukraine. Let's pray for Ukraine and their 40 million people and hope for the very best. Thanks for being with us on this weekend edition of The Great America Show. Tomorrow, we continue our coverage of Russia's threatened invasion of Ukraine. Our guests will be journalist, best-selling author, and documentarian Lee Smith. We'll also be taking up the breaking story of special counsel John Durham and the biggest scandal in American history. See you then. God bless you. God bless America. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.